0: The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. everybody. This is Lo, and this is your new episode of I Love Wellness. I am so excited to have this conversation today with Holly Owens, the creator of Wealthy Belly, and she's also a model. And I'm so excited to chat with Holly today uh, because she has been living with Lyme disease for quite some time. And I'm always fascinated by somebody's health and wellness journey and how they have figured out how to become well again. So welcome, Holly to the show. Hi. Thank you. Hi.
1: How's everything going? Oh, good. You know, day by day. I know day by day. It's a weird time, but getting through it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like it's, it's peaks and valleys. And I feel like I talk about that, especially with people on the podcast a lot. Right. I'll have like a great 10 days and then like a down three or four days and then like a great 10
1: days like, and like a bad week. <laughs> it's like I don't like know. I'm going through like a funky phase right now. I always call it like the funk zone. I'm like, uh Oh, things are feeling off. Like, I think I need to take a step back and kind of recalibrate. 100%. For me, yeah. it's always when I'm PMSing, like, you know, the 10 days before, I'm oh, like, yeah.
0: oh, no, what am I
1: doing? <laughs> yeah, like, the storm's brewing. Oh, no. Where do I live? <laughs> <What> do <laughs> oh, I my God. That's been my question all year. What are you doing? Where do I live? Freaking out. 100%. Yeah.
0: 100%. Um, so I'm so excited to chat with you. Um, I know that your passion for health and wellness started about. Five years ago, and you were diagnosed with Lyme in September of 2018. Um, I'm just really curious, how did you discover that you had Lyme disease? What was that journey like? Because I know for a lot of people with autoimmune, it can take a really
1: long time to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Um, for me, it took three years just to get diagnosed. Um, I had just moved to New York and everything was fine. And then it Just felt like overnight, my health just took a turn. I had severe gut issues, brain fog, fatigue, some like neck pain, Um, basically had to change my whole, like do a whole 180 on my food diet. Um, And the only thing I knew how to control was food. So that's kind of where I first started off is I really dove into the nutrition of everything and trying to figure out like, okay, do I have food triggers? Like, do I need to do elimination diets? Yeah. Um, And then that really sparked my passion for food and sharing kind of what I'm doing and I'm modeling too. So like I had to travel a lot and kind of sharing like the tips I have for trying to stay somewhat within like a routine and feeling your best while having to work and travel a lot. Um, So yeah, I mean, it, it just all kind of happened what it felt like overnight. Um, and then that continued on for three years where I was just like every day, like, okay, how am I going to feel today? What's going on? What do I need to prepare for? Um, and my boyfriend thankfully is super supportive and understanding with all the, the ups and the downs of all the health stuff. So he ultimately pushed me to seeing my first functional doctor. He was like, something's not right. There was one night where we had a very normal dinner. I had like like a healthy dinner, like fish and greens and grains or whatever. And I was in so much pain, literally like fetal position, felt like I was going to like vomit. And it just, I was burping. It was crazy. It was really, really painful. And he finally was like, something's not right. You need to figure out what's going on. And I was like, okay. So that was about six months after my health issues started. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the first doctor, I mean, he helped, he didn't really get to the root cause, which ended up being Lyme disease. Um, he helped with leaky gut and kind of healing my gut and the vitamin deficiencies I had. So yeah, it just was a really long journey to get to the Lyme diagnosis. A lot of different doctors, a lot of different elimination diets, supplements, treatments, that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it takes a really long time to get to the root cause of a lot of these things. And thankfully for me, three years actually isn't that long. That's kind of on like the shorter end for getting diagnosed.
0: Yeah. What was sort of like the biggest, and I, I, I I recognize that you say you kind of felt like it happened overnight, but was there like one, what was like
1: the biggest sign or symptom to you that something was off? Uh, Definitely the gut stuff and Mm -hmm. the brain fog. I had never had that before. I felt like. My digestion was solid. I could eat pizza and wings and drink and just like be like a normal. At that time, I think I was 23, a Mm -hmm. normal 23-year-old. And then all of a sudden I was having to be so strict and so conscious of what I was putting in my body. And then to the point where I was living in New York, but would come home to eat dinner. So I knew exactly what I was eating, then go meet up with friends again. So I was like, this is really messed up. Like something's not. Not right.
0: significant going on. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: it's interesting that it took you, I know that you say that three years is a short journey in comparison to a lot of people that, um, deal with Lyme or autoimmune, but I think that there's like, I think that advocacy is a huge part of most likely why you got answers more quickly than other people. And I know that you talk about advocacy a lot amongst your following. So what do you mean by that exactly, especially when you are trying to like get to the root cause of something that's going on?
1: Yeah, I just learned early on, I'm the only one that can start to feel better. And I have to be my own doctor as well. I have to do the research, I have to try and get people on my team that listen to me because there are so many doctors that, you know, I, I, from my DMs, I just get hundreds of messages of people being like, my doctor isn't listening to me. I feel like I have Lyme. They won't test me. They won't, you know, do this test for me or order this blood panel. So it's more so just about like doing your own research and just being your own health advocate because there's no, no one else is going to do it for you. You get a very short amount of time with your doctor. You get 30 minutes maybe, and you try to get it all in and you got to be prepared and that's where social media is amazing. because so there's so much more awareness around all these things. Social media is ultimately what made me realize, oh, maybe I should get tested for Lyme disease. That's one mm-hmm. thing no one's brought up to me. So, um, yeah, I mean, we just we all have to do the work and we all have to be our own health advocate because we're the one in our body and no one else is going to really know how you truly feel.
0: Yeah. Isn't it interesting, a fascinating place? Um, back when I was starting Love Wellness, I was dealing with health issues of my own. Um, and I discovered I had really bad vitamin deficiencies that were mm-hmm. causing like, a ton of health issues and, and gut health issues. But the internet like, is an interesting place, right? Because there's terrible information on the internet, yes. but there's also some good information on the internet. Exactly. And there was even, I think, a New York Times Netflix special about, uh, you know, doctors who were crowdsourcing like medical information from the internet, like, hey, my patient has all of these symptoms, what do you guys think is going on? And more often than not, when they went through all of the responses, they actually found out what was going on with somebody, because somebody at some point in their career in the world had seen the same thing and had like figured out and identified it. And I think that, you know, we have fantastic medical advisors at Love Wellness, but they tell me all the time, they say, I have been taught and have been practicing through a specific lens. And so even medical practitioners have blind spots. And so I think the idea of self-advocacy is really, really important and being willing, you know, to say like, have you thought about this from a different perspective or is there somebody else that I can see? Um, because everybody is fallible at the end of the day, like including doctors and, you know, they're, they're here to, to treat us and help us be well, but everybody can make a mistake and everybody can miss something. And so I think the idea of just self-advocacy is so critically important,
1: especially dealing with something yourself, like, you know, when something is wrong in your body. It's teamwork, you know, you need people on your team that, listen to you so like the doctor I found I just feel like she's my friend I can totally be like this weird thing is happening what can we do and she's like okay yeah let's try and figure it out where she's not like maybe it's all in your head so many I've heard I've heard from so many people that most doctors that they've seen have just been like are you sure it's not in your head like do you think this is actually really happening and you're like oh my god how dare you say that to me like hey lady are you sure In your head I'm like okay like, what you calling me crazy come on pretty much yeah. um I'm curious about your experience with bee venom therapy have you had success with that yeah I'm three months out um I've stopped I stopped stinging three months ago and have no symptoms anymore so far fingers crossed um it well I've you know it's kind of like a pioneered journey I just took on myself um, with a friend who started the Heel Hive. She now helps people kind of figure out what's going on and then helps them start stinging um, all through like virtual online courses. So it's really amazing. She didn't have that yet when I had started. So she just taught me herself. Um, and thankfully my doctor was totally on board with it and helped like with the testing side from the other side of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the bee venom therapy totally worked for me. I did it for two is, years.
0: Yeah. What is that? How did you discover it? Like wh- what does it do exactly for
1: you? So you bee venom therapy, um, you sting yourself with live bees three times a week. You work your way up to 10 stings in each session. So 30 stings in a week. Um, you alternate days off. And then on the days off, you work on detoxing. So making sure like you're sweating and taking any binders or anything that you need to. Uh, The bee venom is antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory, anti-parasitic. It's basically nature's antibiotic, So Mm -hmm. it is really, really powerful, really effective. Lyme disease and like the Lyme bacteria is so uh, tricky and stubborn. Um, Once it knows it's being attacked, it'll go into hiding. So a lot of people they'll start their Lyme treatment, whatever it is, antibiotics or herbal treatments or other things like that. And the Lyme recognizes that things are coming for it. So it'll go hide into your lymph and your muscles um, and, and, t- and tissue. And it makes you think, oh, I'm symptom free now, but it's just cause the Lyme is not fully active. So it doesn't view bee venom as a threat. So it doesn't go into hiding. It allows for the bee venom to fully penetrate it, kill it. And that's why it's so wow and so how long have you been doing that for two years did you say yeah I started in November of 2018 and then I stopped November 2020 and I've been done for three months and feeling totally like myself again wow that is really really remarkable um fingers crossed the whole time I was like I really hope this works because you know there's no real way to know besides experimenting and trying but right? Yeah. Has there been any like clinical research or studies
0: done on bee venom therapy? Um, and I, I watched a really interesting documentary about it. Um, and I think it's like a really interesting option. I'm just curious, like, do you know about any studies being done so that like, you know, me- medical journal can publish a
1: paper on it so more people can like access it? You know, I'm, I'm just
0: yeah. curious. Like, there, where, where there it's
1: going. some studies on bee venom. Um, they did do one study on like the effects of uh, Lyme with different treatment options. So like the antibiotics or the herbal tinctures and then bee venom and the bee venom, it was like a graph kind of the bee venom fully eradicated the Lyme um, bacteria. Whereas the antibiotics like lowered it, the tinctures lowered it, but like the lime was super or the bee venom was really effective. Um, I think Australia just posted a study they're doing on breast cancer and bee venom that it's showing that it's really promising for um, breast cancer. They posted that, I think, back in like September. It's really interesting.
0: just curious if you guys have heard of green chef yet green chef is a usda certified organic company with meals for a variety of lifestyles including vegan vegetarian paleo and keto with green chef you can enjoy clean ingredients that you trust seasonally sourced for peak freshness you can also switch up your meal plan whenever you're ready to try a new way to eat and i personally have enjoyed how much time green chef helps me save on busy weeknights and i can feel great about what I'm eating because of the variety of high-quality clean ingredients. Our listeners can go to greenchef.com/ilw90 and use code ilw90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com/ilw90 and use that code ilw90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. Now back to I Love Wellness. So through the bee venom therapy, were you testing like your Lyme levels throughout? Like, is that a thing?
1: Like, have you had like a panel done since and it shows that you don't have Lyme disease anymore? So I was tested um, before, which obviously got me my positive diagnosis. Um, And then it's not really recommended to test while you're doing the treatment, just because it's probably not going to be that accurate just since you are treating it. So I'm waiting to test. I had one normal blood um, blood test done last month and it showed that it was all negative. Wow. Um, and then I will test through Igenix, which is kind of a little bit more accurate of a way of testing for Lyme, um, mm-hmm. probably in another three months. Okay, I'm done so stinging in like six months so that I can see like if anything resurfaces. So it's definitely a process, but yeah. I feel like it's really worked for you, which is- Yeah, amazing. based off symptoms, I have no symptoms, which That's is- amazing. amazing.
0: Um, I know that you also talk a lot about mold um, on your channel, the negative effects of the body. Did you, like, was, was, did this play a part in your journey as well?
1: Yeah, so our downstairs of our townhome had flooded completely, like, three inches of water a few months after I started bee venom. So technically, you're supposed to be mold-free before you venture off on this path. But for me, I was, and then I ended up being, you know, in a moldy situation. So um, I definitely noticed the effects of mold. Like my my skin was very reactive to a lot of chemicals and um, skin products. And then my face just felt puffy. My sinuses were messed up. So mold definitely plays a part. Mold and lime pretty much go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Most of the time mold can trigger a dormant lime thing, which may Uh, you know I don't know when I got Lyme but maybe my apartment in New York had mold and that's kind of why everything switched for me when I moved there um, or I just got Lyme when I got there Um, yeah but mold is nasty and it's really tough to kind of pin down and there's not a lot of awareness around it there's starting to be more but yeah kind of like an unspoken thing
0: I had a friend who um, realized that she had been sick for a long time because there was really bad mold in her apartment. And once she moved out, she started to get a lot better. So, like, it's pretty remarkable. I've heard like crazy stories about yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, it's. Um, so, what would what would your advice be to anybody who is is who thinks they may be, or you know, has like a confirmed diagnosis with an um, autoimmune disease?
1: Um, one, don't give up. It's a tough road. It's a tough journey. Um, definitely just try and it's expensive and it's hard, but try and find a doctor that just really feels like they're going to work for you and work with you. Um, and I mean, it's, it's a whole process. Like everyone's different and not everyone wants to take the bee venom route. Um, so a lot of people try alternate therapies and treatments and everything, but just be prepared that it's going to be tough, but you know it, it, you can definitely see results if you stay diligent and um, yeah, it takes a lot of effort and discipline.
0: What are some of the best resources like online that helped you in the early days kind of navigate uh, your own journey? Because I feel like, you know, you can go to Google, but like, way, like what are the reputable like resources for you or like recommendations you can make? for people in terms of like where to go to start?
1: Um, I mean, through Instagram, at least. um, Like the Heel Hive, the one account that um, they advocate so much for Lyme disease and mold. And they're very like science-based. So if you want like real facts and real things based on science, like they're definitely amazing. Um, And then I mean, as far as mold and stuff there's this woman named pj harlow she has a whole instagram where she's helping people through mold and treat um treat mold uh, and she has so many amazing resources um also based off like science scientific studies and everything so you know, you want to try and find people that have the link to the scientific stuff too but um yeah i mean like bee venom there's not a ton on it yet but it clearly works so kind of have to find like the happy medium between both things
0: yeah I understand yeah. um okay well two more questions before we wrap up I ask every guest that comes on the first is what is your secret ritual that's something that you do that helps you feel happier, helps you unwind but you do it in secret
1: Uh, I would say my phone free Sundays those <laughs> really like that's not something I ever really talk about or many of my friends know, but I try and put my phone away on Sundays or at least like minimal social media or no social media. I'm on my phone a lot just through Instagram and work and emails and everything. So I really need a you know, some time to step back and recalibrate on at least one day of the week. And that really, really helps like me show up for people, in my life, myself, people on social media. If not, I just feel like I'm. it's never ending. So I kind of need at least one point to just stop and reset.
0: And my last question for you, Holly, what is one thing that you do now that you wish that you had learned earlier?
1: Uh, probably my self-talk, how I speak to myself. I just really wish I would have started practicing being kinder to myself a lot earlier. I was pretty harsh to myself in my younger years and it's really really changed my relationship with myself and people in my lives that um you know the kinder you are to yourself it just really really helps you show up better.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. I would agree with that fully. I uh used to be trapped in my head all the time and
1: less so now. I mean we'll just just feel like more age and getting older. I feel like you just kind of like okay.
0: Yeah. It's like what is this even like you're just expending energy here. Yeah. <laughs> you could be sleeping. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much to my guest Holly Owens. She runs Wealthy Belly on Instagram and this is I Love Wellness. So please don't forget to subscribe, share, rate and review the podcast. It would mean so much to me and everybody on my team. Thanks guys. Thanks Holly. Thanks.